I'm back. Excuse the noise. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I by no means did my challenge. I did not complete my challenge on any level of doing one episode a day for a month. I actually completely forgot about it. (laughs) I don't know what I was doing. I don't know. Well, you see... I've been productive. I'm I'm in a relationship that is amazing and it feels like it's just all hands on deck, full speed ahead, go go go. We make a plan. I mean, it's not it's good. It's good. It it's highly productive. <laughs> I but I forgot about this part. Or I just kind of put it on the back burner. And that's okay. Because that's what I do. And not going to do that. You know, this is just me speaking my truth. And um, it's hard. It's hard for me to just talk. And even, I, I mean, I I do talk, but it's like, that's not exactly what I'm saying. You know, I'm saying things, but I feel like I'm going through the motions of it. I'm not really present sometimes. I'm wondering if this is the right thing to say. I'm wondering if I'm being understood. I'm wondering if I'm listening which, if I'm thinking about listening, I'm not listening. <laughs> and I'm learning to do that. I'm learning to actively listen and to process and to not freak out and to bring my anxiety levels back down to zero as much as, well, they will never be zero. I don't, I don't know. Never say never. Um, ah, I need to stop saying um. <laughs> I'm learning to take the criticism, the constructive and the whatever, to to take a joke, to laugh a little, to breathe. Because sometimes I forget to breathe. When I'm alone, I wait for... Not that I wait, but... I wake up earlier so I can plan. It's not like an hour earlier, two hours. Sometimes it's, it could be three. It could be from the time I wake up, like four hours before, and I'm thinking, oh, God, what about this and what that and what should I do and all these things going on in my head that... that nobody can see (laughs) nobody can see my internal freak out but me and I just need to get used to it I need to get used to it and remember that I'm in control of my body so I can breathe and function and do what I need to do 
Because at the end of the day, that's it. That's all we can do. So I can get home and cuddle. (laughs) I like cuddles. I listened to my first episode that I finally stopped deleting and did. And I did it last month, around the beginning of last month. And I was like, oh my God, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear me talk about how angry I am and how hurt I am and how I've been through a lot and I have someone in my life and I've kind of separated myself because I'm angry and I need to process and it's a decision that I made And accepting the positive and the negative consequences of it. I, I, I like reminding myself. Okay, why well, I like this podcast. I can listen back to exactly what I said. How I said it. Where I was in that moment. I'm hearing all of those things. That first episode, I was on a job, actually. I was on a rover job. And I love it. And I'm playing with the dog and petting him and talking. (laughs) You know? And it's nice. And I remember how I felt sad, too. I remember how I felt looking through their window. I remember how it felt just walking him, like what it would be like to have a little dog like this in my own little apartment. And I'm thinking about all these different things. So it's like I put a bookmark in my life. And then maybe another bookmark. And then I went back to the first one. This this is how I want to treat this podcast. And... I need to stop treating it like something that I have to edit and do away with because that part's going to hurt somebody. I I can't I can't keep doing that. I made a silent promise to myself when I was young, probably about 9. And I promised myself that I tell my story I wanted to tell my story because it's mine nobody else has my story from my perspective nobody and if I don't open up and share it it's never going to live and my story is me that's why I A part of me feels like I'm not living. A part of me feels like I just died. I feel like I'm just going through the motions and I know the reality. I know that I need to go to work. I know that I need to 
be supportive because that's what you do. And I want to. I don't want to get that confused. Like it's not, I'm doing what I have to because I want to. I want to make things easier for my partner. He's my partner. And sometimes I question it because I'm like, this is going way too fast. Like, we just met. Our five-month anniversary was yesterday. (laughs) And it's been a whirlwind, but I am so thankful for him. A part of me feels guilty because... A part of my story is somebody that was in my life for nine years and we don't even talk to each other anymore. I had a whole mental breakdown. I was in a whole ugly space. And I realize now that just like I didn't know what to do, he didn't know what to do either. And as much as I resist it, I resist having somebody remind me of things and kind of push me and nudge me in a direction. I I resist. But I... I needed what I wanted I needed to be in a space where I could call it my own even though I'm sharing it with others I needed to be away from family that I know they love me but There's so many silent rules. There's so many things that you just don't say, but you know. And in the back of your mind, you're just like, you can't. You can. You are in control of your own body. But then you have to accept the negative consequence. You have to accept the disapproval. You have to accept the the anger. You have to accept the... The adult decision that you just made. But you're not treated like an adult. You're under their roof. (laughs) When you get your own roof, you make your own rules. Alright, well. I technically don't have my own roof. But, um... It feels good. It feels good looking out at the lake. It feels good waking up and sipping my coffee. It feels good being in a very big comfy bed. (laughs) These are a lot of the things that I took for granted. 
when I fought really hard and I pushed and I figured out a plan on my own. I was with my now ex-fiance. My ex-best friend, my ex-boyfriend, my ex-friend, like everything. Nine years with this guy. We grew up together and I shared all my crazy dreams with him. And on the one hand, I say, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I didn't know. Fuck you. Why couldn't you just. Fuck you. Why couldn't we just. Fuck you. Why couldn't you just. We just. Oh! <laughs> it's okay. I'm sorry. I am really sorry. (laughs) And sorry isn't good enough. Sorry will never be enough. And it will be just right. Because we tried. We tried. We gave it a good old high school, college try. You know? And... That's all you can do. If I'm honest, there is a teeny, weeny part of me that wants to go back to you. The part of me that wants to take what I learned and us try to fix it. I do. I kind of want to watch you play video games. And I want to beat you over the damn head because I know how to budget now. <laughs> but that's because I left and happened to find somebody that knows it and is willing to teach me. And then I think about something that I learned and that I've just listened and it's a prediction that I have a 99.9% feeling that it's going to come true if I were to ever or if we were to ever entertain the idea of getting back together it's gonna end miserably it's gonna end in hurt feelings and right back to where we started and a breakdown and maybe my premonition comes true that I end up getting hurt 
and I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in learning how to how to do the right thing. I just saw a couple walking their dog. They just did two loops. And you know, that was the funny part. Like, I kind of wish we did that. I wish we walked Rory more together. And I know, we walked him. Once or twice or ten times or however many times, but we did the shifts thing. Rory just became another checklist, not something to enjoy. This episode has turned into me talking to you. (laughs) I guess a part of me does want to talk to you. Because I never... Not that I never, but I feel like I'm... I'm coming back to Leandra, in a way. And I'm somebody totally different, so... I just have to accept that I'm not going to be perfect. (laughs) I'm not going to be who other people want me to be. I tried that for a long time. And now I'm trying to be somebody better I'm just trying to be better than I was yesterday I'm trying to see the positive in this situation because there's a lot of negative I wanted to talk about my beginning And I guess, I don't know if this is an intro or what's going on, but (laughs) I think I'm going to end it here. And on this next segment, I'm going to start at the beginning. (laughs) So, I'm back. (laughs) For those of you who don't know who this crazy person is talking to you in, in your car and on your headphones or whatever. (laughs) My name is Lee. Full name, Leander Cher. I'm 28 years old. I'm a Leo with an Aquarius moon, which sometimes explains why I feel like two different people. I feel like growing up, I was never a Leo. 
because I only heard all the negative things about Leos. I heard how Leos are arrogant and full of themselves and self-absorbed and rah, rah, rah. And I'm like, but that's not me. And this was way before I knew about astrology and uh, the zodiac and attributes. And wow, that couple's going with their third loop with their dog. It looks like a Rottweiler mix too. (laughs) Sorry. Ouch. Why am I saying sorry? If you listen to the intro, you heard me talk about this couple. I think that's nice. Anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to be this person that was better, you know, from from the beginning, from early. I would say nine. Nine is when I really remember a lot of things, a lot of good and bad things. I remember early eight or late eight and early and nine, you know, those, those, those memories really stick out to me. I'm somebody who has been through a lot of tragedy. I know we all have, but that's the beauty of my story. It's mine. And I carry around this guilt about my story and, well, other people are going through worse things and other people have a story and what makes you so special and then nothing. (laughs) The answer is I'm not special. The answer is this, what I have to say isn't important. If you don't care, stop listening. But this is mine. This is all mine. I have creative control of all of it. You can't stop me from saying what I have to say. I felt small for so long. I'm the youngest of three. There's a 13-year difference between my sister and I. And there's an 11-year difference between my brother and I. I should have had a brother or sister between my older brother. But they died. I think about that sometimes and how we don't even talk about it. Maybe that's one of those things that my mom, of course she would, thinks about. and Maybe she would have done things differently. I was born in Skowhegan, Maine. Yes, Skowhegan, Maine. <sighs> Mountains and deep, deep forests and rivers and creeks and 
it's kind of funny because I'm in Tallahassee, Florida now, and I kind of feel like I'm there. When I look out the window and I see all these trees, and every once in a while a bear. <laughs> I think there's a part of me that wants that back. Wants to travel the world. There's a huge part of me that wants to see it all. My family, we went back and forth from Miami, Florida, where I lived ever since. Well, how can I explain that? My mom was born in Barbados. My dad, I think, I know he's from Ohio, but moved somewhere and lived there for a long time, too, and Anyway, they met in Miami, Florida, started businesses and had kids. And how does Maine get in the mix of this? Okay. Um, My great grandfather was born in Nigeria, taken as a slave. to Maine (laughs) became free bought land made business had kids left land to our family and now it's up there where I was born and oh what's happening to it is a whole nother story we'll talk about later It was interesting, like, I can remember road trips. I can remember all the Great Danes that we had and bringing them back and forth. I remember building the house. I remember seeing so many different people that would help us. Family and friends and neighbors. I remember fires. I remember getting hurt. I remember finally coming back down to Miami and everybody I called my friends were different a lot can change in a year I remember getting picked on and I remember my freaking period coming and my mom hugging me and telling me I'm a woman (laughs) Yay. (laughs) 
I remember arguments. I remember yelling. I remember (laughs) when my dad left and there was a nice hard piece of tofu in the oven waiting for me. (laughs) I remember divorce. I remember... He's still your dad. But he did so many ugly things. I remember my dad trying to reach out and me being so confused. (laughs) I remember feeling like so dirty (laughs) because the part that hurt my mom is inside of me (laughs) how am I supposed to be okay with that I remember having sex too early. Thinking that sex was love. I remember all those guys. Doing what guys do. Because they're going through their own form of trauma. I remember those horrible (sighs) private school uniforms. (laughs) Wanting to be skinny and pretty like the cheerleaders. I'm still holding on to it. And it's just what happened, you know? My story is not new. It's the same story over and over and over again. I remember being in Maine and riding horses. 
learning how to ride a bike by flying down Chicken Street. <laughs> yes, I lived on Chicken Street. <laughs> And flying, right? Flying down that hill, just took the training wheels off, and tumbling into a damn gully. Upside down, boom, 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 boom. Scratched up, but popped back up better than ever and could ride perfectly. <laughs> I remember running in the woods by myself. All by myself. (laughs) With the dogs. And I was happy. My mom let me do that. I was fine. I'm fine. I'm the wild one. I'm the weird one. I want to talk to trees. And have a dog... And be in the woods and see bears and run down creeks and jump on moss-covered rocks and look at all the leaves changing. That was so much fun. And it was free. And then getting getting to a spot where I knew I just knew I had to turn around I had to turn around because it just felt scary I knew that when I was nine and I had that same terrifying feeling and it was in my head and I was trying so hard to push past it And I couldn't. I was scared. I was angry. I was hurt. And I made a choice. And all this time, all this time, I've been holding on. I've been trying to faint this strength. Fake it till you make it, right? It's that freedom. It's that freedom. Is that freedom that I've been dying for? That freedom I had as a kid.
It's my story. It's my story and it hurts. I said it hurts like my back just it was just sharp pain whoa whoa holy shit I think I'm doing my own self-healing through this podcast I'm gonna be crying I'm gonna be angry I'm gonna be happy it's a roller coaster. You're talking about somebody, a whole family who has been through fire and abuse and neglect and destruction. And it's just like, you know, get over it. I sweep it under the rug. Pretend it don't exist. Push past it. It's not okay. I'm okay. Even though it's not okay. You know? That that thing that don't make no damn sense that I am trying to convince everybody that it is. <sighs> yeah, I'm not giving up. To, to move forward past this block, I have to do this. I have to plant my feet and open my mouth and look them in the eye and be there. To be me. I've checked a lot of things off of my goals. I've learned a lot and um I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do. And nobody's going to stop me. Nobody. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with me on this roller coaster. I'm good. (laughs) You know? I'm about to get ready for work. And I'm thinking I have a lot to save up for. There's always a reason. That's why it's okay that I don't go and see things or that's why it's okay that I put my head down and go to work.
I know that something is coming. I know that there will be an opportunity for me to reach my goal. That goal that even I don't even want to admit to others, but that's what I want. Even if it's not even permanent. I want my little cabin in the woods. (laughs) I want my home. And even if I go and visit it just for a few months. A few weeks, a few days. I'm the one that puts the key in the door and opens it. I want that feeling. I know that can be anywhere, but there's something about having the history there too and proving a point. I want to prove the point that you can't just let all that negative beat you. You can't just keep pushing that desire into a little box and pushing it down further and further into your heart until it just becomes cold. I know that it's going to take me a while to get to where I want to be. I'm okay with that. So I also have to be okay with this. I have to be okay with speaking my dreams into existence. Much love and light and blessings to all of you. Follow your heart. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to forget and remember again. I've been struggling with this thing inside of me that, oh, I'm a bad person. (laughs) Maybe I am. Maybe I'm a bad person because instead of always saying yes all the time, I decided to say no. 
And if that makes me a bad person, I'm okay with that. Sometimes you got to be a little bad. (laughs) Until next time. Love you guys.